Welcome, welcome to the Black AF1 Pod. We're your hosts. I'm Roy and my co-host. So I'm not lovely anymore? Wow, how the tables have turned. <laughs> well, I'm Raina. Oh, gosh. And welcome to the first episode of Black AF1. Anyways, so for those of you who don't know me, which is probably everybody who's listening, bar five people, I'm Raina. I'm from Nigeria. Raina is not my real name. I'm scared of people's juju finding me, so I'm hiding my real name. <laughs> um, so I'm juju, obviously I'm Nigerian. Um, I'm a final year law student, and hopefully I can get rid of this. Education is a scam life very quickly. And yeah, I'm, I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm super dumb, unlike my lovely co-host Roy, who is a smarty pan. Wise. So tell us, how did you get into F1? My sister got me into F1 like an eternity ago, it feels like now, um, like basically over a decade ago, I guess is when I got into F1, like right at the beginning of Lewis's career. But um, when I became religious about F1 was more like 2011, 2012, you know, I was when like watching every race. Then like 2013 was when I started watching like practice sessions qualifying like going on twitter like reading the articles knowing everybody like all up in everybody's business basically and yeah that's how i ended up here i have an unhealthy obsession with sports in general really tennis and f1 are my main passions football as well but let's not talk about that my team is doing dreadfully <laughs> so let's just stick to yeah lewis hamilton and rafael nadal are my twin anchors in life. What about you, Roy? Oh, before me, I just I just want everyone to remember that you basically started back in 07. <laughs> so even though you see her wilding out on Twitter on the timeline. I am me, not wilding I, out. I, 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 <laughs> I might look like the serious one, but trust me when I say this, Raina knows way, way, way more about F1 than I do. Like it is not even close. <laughs> Roy's Roy no. just trying to be nice so I don't cook him. I'm still going to cook you regardless. So like, don't, don't, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time trying to okay, be nice. Fair enough. But it's true. Okay. So me, um, about me, I mean, I, uh, my name is Roy, obviously. Um, I always welcome people to pull up. Uh, I live in Chicago. I get yelled at for trying to tell people the neighborhood I get in. Yeah, so no, you are too. No, no, no. You are too comfortable <laughs> sharing your personal information on the internet. Like this is this is how I know you did not grow up in Kenya. This is how I know you moved to the white man's land so quickly because you are too Listen, comfortable is, sharing your personal information will, on the internet. I will look, but I, I you're, will give you you're that. out here <laughs> in spaces giving basically your zip code. You're like, oh, do you need my longitude and latitude so you can come kidnap me? I'll give it to you. You need to take But that's the thing. Calm down. Chicago is so big. Does Chicago it, is mm, so big. Not for the witches. Don't. I could tell. Not for the witches. <laughs> do you think it's mere mortals who are coming to find you? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm an architect by day. Um, um, and, you know, I just kind of chill out. I, I got into F1 really kind of during the pandemic. And I've always, I mean, I ran track in high school and college. Um, so I've always been into speed. I've always liked cars. Or is that why you look the way you but look? Been, yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Imagine you're so, a typical Kenyan athlete during the Olympics. That is what Roy looks like for those of you. Except I, 
Except I sprinted. I didn't do distance. Yeah, so no. I, I broke the mold a little bit. <laughs> but I but now I am a very typical Kenyan frame. If you if you know what a typical Kenyan frame is, you know what you know what I mean. You have an, you have an idea of what I look like. <laughs> but yeah, no, so in, in California, kind of got into Formula One through Drive to Survive. Um Red Flag and JK and, to all the right? DTS fans. I'm joking. Yes. I fucks with y'all. So I I caught the I caught the last half of the 2020 season. I I know I caught Turkey, obviously, and I caught a few races even before that. And at that time, I was waking up. I mean, I'm in California, so these practice sessions are at 3, 4, 5 a.m. Um, so I was waking up for those, staying through everything. I was obsessed. And I'm not a typical sports watcher. Like Raina loves watching all her sports. Like sometimes I'll call her to make sure she catches the ones that are on our time zone. Yeah, Roy, Roy I, wakes I me up to watch Nadal. Like, I'm not gonna lie. He's a real friend. He wakes me up. He'll be like, I'm like, can you just FaceTime, just FaceTime me? He's like, that's like 4 a.m. your time. I'm like, yeah, Nadal's playing. Like, so that's gonna be the next week because obviously Nadal's playing. So um <laughs> honestly, when we met on Twitter, I thought Roy was just like a creepy dude. Cause um Whoa. no not creepy like that like just like I thought you were a bit too friendly like firstly your profile oh, your profile okay, okay, picture okay. had this smile that was just disarming okay for those of you who don't know Royce Roy smiles with his full 30, 32 teeth and it's very un- it's very uncomfortable for me I don't trust people who smile you will understand this later when you begin to realize I have a Daniel Ricardo agenda you will understand how like smiles just disarm me. Anyways, we're rambling. I think maybe onto yes. more serious conversations. Well, yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna try and be serious. I'm gonna try and not slander anybody in this first episode. Let's talk about testing. Um, obviously, you the time zones like were iffy for you, so you didn't really watch testing. Yeah, just a little bit. I think I saw most of the first one. For me, usually reliability is what I focus on in testing, and I will say like. Like, I feel like good reliability probably for test one, the ones that have suffered were like Haas and Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. But for this mm-hmm. one, it's been, I think, Williams and McLaren for test two that have like suffered the brunt of like extended periods not being able to be in their car. Obviously, um, yeah. Haas, they've gone through a lot of changes between the two tests. Firstly, how'd you feel about them getting Magnuson in the car? Like, obviously, I know you only watched him for like a couple of races before, but I'm excited to see Mick Schumacher have an actual driver to compete with. And now we can get a real benchmark yeah. to gauge him on, right? Um, it's not saying that K Mag is amazing. No, K Mag is not... a very solid driver. Like he's a very exactly. solid driver with exactly. good experience. And I do think it's important because I think last season definitely Schumacher's overhyped because of how bad Mazepin was. And like for anybody who yes. knows me, they will know I do not rate Mick Schumacher. So like <laughs> I'm excited to like maybe see, although I think he's lucky that K Mac has come in his second year, because traditionally in junior series, Mick has been very much poor, abhorrent in his first seasons in like a new category so um so i'm excited to see to see them against each other um i think haas has just had like poor terrible luck but then i don't feel bad for them yeah 
obviously not at all you you re- <laughs> you reap what you sow and employing a sexual abuser will only get you so far so and an oligarch <laughs> that's about that no something really interesting actually about this year is that with the driver the driver lineup changes that we've had or switch-ups but then also from last year now we're getting we're going to have a second year where these newer drivers to the teams are going to be fully acclimated so i feel like we'll now be able to fully gauge whether daniel ricardo oh, is God. back or ever left you i feel like you, you you wanted to trigger me did you want to trigger me because you see my issue with this is yeah Last season was the first ever season in my times of watching F1 that I've heard the excuse of acclimating so much. Like acclimate, like, and I understand like to a degree, obviously they had like less testing days and stuff, but like, no, okay. So I'm excited for this year because obviously they've had this, obviously, you know, Daniel Cardo is going to use this illness as an excuse for like six months. Oh, Norris. Yeah, and this is the first time Lando beat a, a teammate too. Exactly. This is the first year mm-hmm. Lando beating a teammate. And it's not like science is the next coming of Mary or Jesus. So you you you, yeah. you do with that what you will. Like take that information and <laughs> I don't want to push anybody anywhere, but process it as you will. Um, but yeah. But and then it's good you brought up signs because I was gonna I was gonna jump to to Ferrari next because now we'll have the second year were now signs. I mean, if you want to do the whole getting acclimated, he was already whatever. really close last year. I think, I oh, think yeah, he's, exactly. I think he surprised a lot of people. For me, my beef with science has nothing to do with skill. Like, I think he's a he's a, a very good driver. <laughs> my beef with him lies in other places, such as his right wing ideology. But we'll save that for another podcast. Don't want to hit you guys yes. too heavy from day one. <laughs> But um, I think Ferrari were obviously looking the best team in testing, not in terms of I don't think I don't know if they're going to be like P1 or whatever, but they had everything the car they came in with they kept as an outfit they kept yep. they kept the same thing over the six days they have their so by the end of the testing they had their balance good they had their their, their speed they, like everything was fine like nothing went nothing went wrong for them obviously in Barcelona they suffered from the and I know I'm butchering the word porpoising. Yeah, porpoising. Porpoising? Okay, whatever. Yeah. Por- yeah. Porcupining. They suffered from that. <laughs> but um, hopefully, like, it wasn't as bad this week. Obviously, Mercedes are looking to have, they're having the worst of that. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of confident they can, like, fix it or, like, make some adjustments, like, that will help it by next week. Obviously, I think a lot of the issue for Mercedes is, like, they changed a lot of stuff. <clears throat> coming into week two of um, the second testing or the official yeah. testing as F1 likes to do it just because Bahrain paid them a shit ton of money for exclusive testing video. But um, the this week's testing, they were very much starting again. So like, yeah. whereas some people were like on day five, day six with their car, they're basically on day one. Like, and they say like, they haven't changed the concept of the inside, but like, a lot of the things outside will affect the car and I'm no like techie so I don't want to like speak out of but I still assume like it requires a lot of work on the upside they got they got more laps in this week than last week I think so definitely a lot of, a lot of data gathering obviously there will come to the teammate battles later and what we think how it's going to pan out but the media are having a field day every opportunity to talk about like Russell and Hamilton and what Hamilton's going to do now and just chatting a whole lot. Honestly, a lot of bull crap, like 
we all know their agenda will continue to agend against Lewis till the day they die. So, um, no, I mean, talking about Lewis, I know there was that video where he was getting interviewed real quick about, and he was saying how they were having kind of like a tough time wrangling the car, but Lewis doesn't have a good poker face and he was smiling and laughing. And usually when Lewis is saying they're having a tough time, he never laughs or smiles like that. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. So for me personally, I, don't I know think what your read on that. I think it's more the like he knows it's testing. So I I don't I don't think they're faking their issues. I think there's more speed yeah. in the car. I think their issue is more towards having the right balance for this. Like I think yes. I think they're having setup issues is what they're having. For me, that's what I think. That's why, like today, especially in the morning with Lewis, they were doing a lot of setup changes and a lot of long runs, like basically no quality runs from them. And they didn't even do their yeah. usual like glory runs that they do at the end of the last day of testing. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. I feel like Bahrain might be like a merge of like last week's car and this week's car, like kind of taking elements that work. Mm, I, they'll, they'll improve. Cause even last year, the difference between their car and Bahrain testing and Bahrain race was was huge like in testing they were nowhere yeah exactly and i don't i feel like they're just set up gods they just know how to tinker and tweak their settings mm. to get there because i think that they work what, hard at it they like they, they, they're very yeah. and they have very smart yeah. minds working at it oh yeah exactly as we found out by the end of the season last year like especially at the start the red bull was the better car mercedes just did they were mercedes just did so much setup from testing to bahrain that it you you couldn't tell that just how weak the Mercedes was. Yeah, for me, I think they they were the they were pretty much the better car up until like three races, four races to go, and even then they were in like Jeddah. They were like so close, so close, and like in, in Qatar as well. Lewis Lewis pulled out a oh, magnificent, oh, very magnificent pull lap. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't even want to think about last year, but yeah. Um, I think another team like Williams, I think their testing has been stop and start a little. They've had like issues, like minor issues that basically the thing about testing sometimes is like a minor issue. You have to find the minor issue. And then basically you just lose a whole chunk of time, even if the original issue wasn't like a big deal, which is what happened to them yesterday. Like the second day of testing, they had like, I think Albon said, oh, not Albon. I can't believe that man forwarded his way into an F1 seat. Um, Avon said they had like a hydraulic leak or something and basically kind of just ruined the entire day. Just frustrated, but like they look, they look decent. This is the best I've seen them look in testing in a couple of years. One quick question I have. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to kind of divert quickly to Alpine just because I oh, remember. Oh God, <laughs> Alplan. Because, um, yeah, because I thought Yoss had said or somebody over in Alpine was saying that they were gonna sacrifice reliability to turn up the, yeah. the speed and power of their engine yeah, obviously we're not we're not like seeing that they, <laughs> yeah so i don't um, know well um, omar Sa- safna who's the alpine team principal now unless we forget has moved from Aston martin to alpine was in the um was in the commentary box today and he did mention that like they were a bit behind on like a lot of the stuff they had to do so they are they weren't gonna do quality runs or short runs or whatever or low fuel runs because like 
they still had so much stuff they had to cover. So I do think they've lost a lot of time. Day three of last, a first test was basically like a zero, a zero situation for them. Cause I think the car cough, I don't remember. I just remember seeing Alonzo out of the car. It's obviously that gave me a little bit of pleasure. Well, Valtteri, Valtteri was looking good today in the Alfa Romeo. Obviously, I don't know if you were watching yesterday, Ted Kravitz gave his um, prediction of what he thinks the um, the pecking order is going to be. And he had yeah. Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, I think. Oh, that sounds already great. Then and I, I don't even like Ferrari. Then I think he had, I might confuse these places, but I think he had... Um, Alfred Towery, McLaren. Tauri, yeah. Oh, wow. Williams, Aston Martin, Alpine, Haas, Alfa Romeo. I think that. One more team. Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Yeah, Oof. I think that was his. But like today, you I don't necessarily think like previous years, you could tell like Haas and Williams were the bottom barrel, but I don't think it's as mm-hmm. clear. I think yeah. for me, I think he's a bit old. I don't think the Alpha Tauri looked as good in the second test as they did in the first test. And obviously, yeah. I remember them looking really good last year testing, which kind of didn't pan out because there were just a lot of bottle moments from Alpha Tauri, from their strategy, from their drivers. Like they had such good pace, especially beginning of this. And like Pierre Gasly qualified like fifth so many times. And then just on race yeah, day I mean, for him to Pierre. be like nowhere. Pierre Carey, I mean, true, but he did still have some good. No, races. he had no. He I think, yeah, he had good races. He had a podium. He, he, he suffered a little bit of yeah. He had he suffered a bit of luck, but I also feel like Pierre honestly put that team on his back. And this is no ill will towards Yuki, just statements of fact. Because I do, I, I like Yuki. I like him well enough. Yeah, I can't I, say he's one of my favorite drivers. I like but Yuki. Like, Pierre put that team on his back. If 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 Yuki had been getting more consistent points and crashing a lot less, like they definitely could have ended up a place higher. I don't think so, though, because, like, Alpine obviously got locked into, like, two podiums from Alonso, no, a podium from Alonso, and Hungary, and like, like, Hungary, they had, like, 40 points or something ridiculous like that, or, like, 35 yeah. points exactly. They had the race win, and then Alonso was, like, P4. Um, I guess, what team have we? Okay, okay, McLaren, obviously, are having break issues. I think, or like overheating issues. I honestly do not pay attention when they talk about these other teams just because I don't either. I don't like most no, of them. That, that's honestly. Um, McLaren, you you obviously missed this because I think you were off the timeline, but McLaren have secured Oscar Piastri as a reserve driver. Like oh, Al- Alpine have like good. Alpine have loan, not loan, but like they have a contract now with McLaren that says if they're not mm-hmm. using, obviously they have first dibs. But Oscar is now also yeah. McLaren's reserve driver in case of any... Well, situation. we're just hoping Alonzo retires so that we can oh, now get Oscar. Yes. We On this pod, there's two drivers we have... There's two and sometimes three drivers we have zero love for. Me, myself, Alonzo, and Max forever wish ill on the track for them in terms of, like, placing. I, I hope they're well physically, but... Yeah, definitely hope they're well <laughs> physically. Um, for me, obviously, I have a long, I have a way longer list, and we will get to that when we discuss um TV battles. Um, last team we haven't yes. spoken about is Aston Martin, and honestly, I don't remember anything much coming from them. Like, 
think it was a pretty much so yeah they look they just kind of floated under the radar they nothing which was basically i mean i think uh they had a couple of reliability issues i know the last round but honestly these three days i've been watching i don't remember much about them like and i've been watching like, i don't know i, I kind of zone out the commentators annoyed me a lot this week they annoyed me a lot. Like the, the 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 constant presence of Will Buxton alone was enough to have me like switching between that and like Netflix. Like it was just so frustrating. Like they and they keep saying, "Oh, let's move on from Abu Dhabi." But the moment they bring it up, they see Max on the track. They're like, "It's so good to see the number one back on the grid. It's so good to do this. It's so good to see that." I'm like, Jesus. Oh my God, Jesus Roosevelt Christ. Like, no, thanks. Like, just move, move on. And like, I don't know. They interviewed Christian Horner way too. I don't understand. Do they pay this man? Like, is there some sort of like situation going? Like, he gets way too I mean, much honestly, screen time. Does he not have a I job? Used think, I used to think American media really loved like to sensationalize and mm-hmm. love drama. And I've learned that like as much as we do, the 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 European, but also especially F one, they they love it because there's no reason for British media is to the most catty. Almost frustrating thing. British media is very frustrating. Um, they, there's no and I feel like they, a grown man to be that. Obviously, I watch I time. watch tennis and like British media put way too much pressure on like their tennis players. They make them out like they're yeah. like the next coming of God, and like it's the same in F one, vis a vis like George and Lando. Yep. Obviously not for Lewis. Wonder why that is. <laughs> mm. Is it close? I still can't believe at Silverstone was more orange than Mercedes. That was no, because obviously McLaren, like they've been waiting for like their white savior to come all along, and now last year they had it because obviously Lando was in a competitive car, still couldn't get a win though. I wonder if this year there'll be more Mercedes just because. Yeah, because because George, because obviously then George is a better yeah. driver than Lando, so. I feel like this is a great time to transition kind of into our, our, our team battles. Okay. You want to start from the bottom of the grid? Haas? Okay. So Haas, to be honest with you, I really, I'm, I'm favoring K-Mag. I feel like he has experience and he also really wants to prove that he deserves. And if Haas is a midfield team, like a genuine midfield team. K-Mag has like the goods. No, he, if Max, like yes. that's all I can say because in the years that Haas were a good team, K-Mag was, he was bringing it. He was like, he was consistently in the points. No, I'm going to, I'm going to give that to K-Mag. No, I, obviously I will give it to K-Mag, not just because he's a better driver, but just because I don't really make sure. Anyways, let's, let's move on. Um, Alfa Romeo. If we're doing Alfa Romeo, I, my money's on Botas. I love him. Like, I love him. He's, 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 I just want to hug them. I have a love-hate relationship with Valtteri, which I'm finding is heading towards love now that he's no longer encumbering my driver. Like, now that he's no longer disturbing Lewis and, like, he's not fucking up, like, Mexico 2021, I'm, I'm fine to, like, love him as a person. I never had beef with him. Like, obviously, he's white, so, like, there's the range of his personality is not really <laughs> grudging to <laughs> gotta remind you like, in case you forgot <laughs> this is what <laughs> the agenda was in the title um but yeah um yeah so i don't know like he seems like his personality is just what tiktok coffee his, his girlfriend like that's pretty much it like 
I mean, he's, he's finished. He's exactly. Like, you know what it is? He's giving more than Raikkonen. Like, yeah, he's like he's like in he's like in between right and, 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 and uh, Mika. Yeah, and Mika. Like he's like a little bit more on the Mika side because he jokes a little bit more, but he's very like you know like stoic. I don't even say austere. Yeah, exactly, stoic. stoic. That's it. But no, I, I like him. He's he's like a teddy bear. Okay, so here's Honestly. the first like controversial teammate battle. Latifi but before we move on, Albon. I do want Joe to do well. Oh no, I do same. want Joe to We're do here well. for people of color. Exactly. And he loves Lewis. So if you love like, Lewis, I, I have a lot of thoughts on Joe that like will unfold as the season goes on. I think there were better choices for the seat, but like I'm always here for people of color getting it getting a shot. And he's a solid. I, I don't think he's the he was the best driver out there that could have gotten the seat, but he's a solid driver. He has a couple. Yeah. Solid. All right. Let's see Williams. I think maybe you should go first because I have I have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts. So, sorry for all the Albon fans out there, but uh, there's no the Albon fans listening is, to a podcast. The, the, no, they don't like there's me. A few, there's a few, they don't like you. That's for sure. Maybe but they'll come for Alban you. But let's be honest, a lot of people don't like you. If people were coming to these podcasts because <laughs> of me, um, we would have like eight <laughs> listeners, and I can name them. <laughs> Shout out, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean my 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 main agenda as always is Lewis Hamilton and so sure he's contracted by Red Bull so he has to say certain things and so if he has to say certain things then I don't have to like him right and so I don't hate Alex Alvin like but I'm not I'm not here championing him either and I used to not hate Latifi again like more black and so I appreciate the drivers who knelt when they didn't have to and so I, obviously, he's not that great of a driver, but... Who do you think is going to come out ahead? I, I think Alex. You think Alex? He, okay. He just... Okay, my thoughts yeah. on this teammate battle are very complex because I don't actually think Latifi is that bad. I think he's a bad quality. He doesn't have, like, pure like pure pace, like, qualifying. But I think he was racing George so many times. Like, he was actually giving it to George, like, on race days. That is so. I think Latifi is underrated when it comes to like what he can do during like the races. Valtteri? You think he's like a Valtteri? No, it's light? all opposite of opposite of Valtteri because Valtteri is like I I I call him merchant exactly. So opposite of Valtteri, and we all know Albon's race pace is is there until he spins on his own and blames science. Literally, is what Albon's race pace is all about. I have a lot of issues with Alex Albon. I think if you allow me to go on a tangent for a little, Roy, permission. And you can come for me. My Twitter handle is at Formula Sexy. But I think Gasly's season at Red Bull was half season, I guess, was was less disappointing for me than Albon's full season. I think, no, 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 his half season was good, but his full season in 2020 for me was so disappointing because if you look at this, and I've said this on a couple of Twitter spaces, um, Gasly came in to Red Bull in like a year where like Ferrari and Mercedes were they, they were just, Red Bull were just for like, if the track favors us vibes. So already, and like, we know Verstappen's, we know he who must not be named <laughs> is the, a better driver than Gasly. 
So already, what is he getting? And obviously, there's so there's Lewis, this Valtteri, Leclerc, Vettel. Yeah. And Max. So already the best he can do is P6. Yeah. Like on a good day, the best he can do is P6. And not everybody's yeah. Lewis Hamilton. Not, exactly. So not if they had an illegal car for part of the season. Don't come for me, Ferrari fans. Um, so like not everybody can not everybody can give their good day like every single race. So already there was like that was already an issue. So um, meanwhile, with Albon, Albon literally had three people. He just had to be behind Lewis, Valtteri, Max, and then there was Albon. Fourth place was his because Red Bull were behind Mercedes, but far ahead of anybody else. So tell me why he was always languishing in ninth and tenth place, fighting with the other with Renault and Alpha Tauri. Why are you there? What's your purpose? And then he would finally like claw qualify bad claw his way back to like a good position and then suddenly you just see he spun or something has happened he had way too many he had way too many points outside of the points finishes Gasly was like always like ninth tenth like he was he was doing bad I'm not saying Gasly didn't have a bad season but Albon had way too many times when he was just not in the like he was just he had just disappeared. Like, he was just like, oh, no. And also, I think they didn't like Gasly. Like, they didn't like, like, and how Marco and, and Thingy have said that, oh, Gasly was rude and stuff and requiring changes. So I do, like, for the teammate battle, I think Latifi can run him close. But I, I have a feeling. I'm, okay, I'm just going to go with Latifi. Like, and if, Albon fans can clip this if it doesn't happen. No, but here's the thing where that does make sense because George, out of out of all of the new young drivers, George is by by far the best of them all. He had he was the most accomplished, right? Yeah, coming into F1, definitely the most accomplished. The TV was going against the best of all of those other drivers, and so like if we're just gonna pretend that and like the thing is, yeah, I don't actually think Albon's a bad driver. Like before he came to F1, but since he's come to F1, like. Like, I don't know if it's being in Red Bull or the pressure or whatever, but like, let's just wait and see. Like, I don't, I don't hate, I don't think the guy deserved to get the seat back, but like, he's gotten it, and like, let's see what he does with it. I think there were a lot of other options, but we move. Okay, um, Alphatari. Uh, Alphatari. Oh, uh, obviously, Gasly. Gasly. Okay, but I think Sonoda is going to be closer. I think, I think we're going to see the Sonoda I saw in F two this season. So what? So this is the one thing where Drive to Survive helped give gave me a little bit more mm-hmm. kind of like insight. Oh, that's doing Um, like it, Yuki just seemed a bit too overconfident and like too gung ho, where he'd always just kind of be pressing on the gas. I don't know how much of it is true and how much of it is just DTS kind of um, time storyline, but I do think if Yuki can kind of bring himself under control, right, we'll get Yuki of Bahrain, right, and Yuki in Bahrain was actually making it like, uh-oh, Gasly, like, you might have had a decent season last year, but, like, Yuki is right next I to you, right? Think, and then he kind of just fell off from there. I think he has the raw speed. I think he has the racing ability. He just took, he goes over the line. I That's is, the thing. He needs, if he understands where his okay, line is, um, he'll be fine. Because he kept crashing. He kept crashing because he was looking for, no, no, no. Crashing. He kept crashing because he was looking for the limit of the car and he found it. Exactly. Exactly. No, but like, Constantly. he's a young driver. So like, I think that is to be expected. 
Obviously, it's causing millions of dollars in damages, but it's to be expected. Here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that Yuki, I think Yuki is fast. I think the problem with Yuki, because I mean, I've had, I've known other athletes like this, right? They don't know where their own line is and they're constantly crossing it. And to be a successful athlete, you can't just be good. You also have to be able to understand yourself, your body and whatever your tools are. And Yuki spent way too much time trying to figure out where that line was, which either it says, A, he's hardheaded, or B, he's just not perceptive enough to figure that out. And the sooner and faster he can do that, right, the sooner he can understand he doesn't have to prove anything, right? Like, you don't need to be better than your teammate immediately. This is a, this is a, this is a, a long race, not a sprint, right? As soon as he can figure that out, I do think he can take it to Gasly. Because that first race, I was genuinely worried. Because I was still when I was super fanboying like Gasly, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, you're, Gassi, you're you really are going to have competition." I was not anymore. I what? But like, if you can figure that out, I do think it will be a challenge. I just don't know if he will. And Gasly's proven this year, especially throughout the year, that like he pretty much willed. Alphatari to where they were and so I feel like he's only going to continue to grow and mature right this is another year where like he's going on off of the speed and now he's getting experience he's been racing right um and kind of even kind of going back to what Ted Kravitz was saying which is why I was excited to get to the Alphatari and Red Bull if Red Bull and Alphatari really are just one place on top of each other that just one separated imagine having Alphatari have to race Red Bull like imagine they're close enough in terms of like speed and pace at certain races where Max has to fight Ghastly or Yuki for position. That would be amazing. Well, they'll call, Having to see they'll them, call, call them off. They'll call them off. If they have to do that constantly and consistently, I feel like F1 will have to address that because you can't have two full teams who can always give team orders, right? The only reason why they got away with it in Qatar is because they tried to pretend that Ghastly like ran wide on a turn, on a corner. He didn't there's no reason to be running wide on. So if they're constantly together like that, they can't outright call those team orders. Otherwise, I'd hope Mercedes and some other teams would be like, hey, this is BS. You can't just like guarantee one team will always be ahead of the other. But anyway, I, I think it, I think it'll be gassy and I'm really looking forward to having AlphaTauri and Red Bull fight. Okay, I don't think that's going <laughs> to happen, but I'm going to be polarizing and say, I'm, I'm going to be polarizing and say UK. I think I think we see the beast. I'm, I'm here for Yuki it. is this season. Okay. Um, I'm here for it. Aston Martin. I Stroll and Vettel. In case you don't remember who their drivers are. <laughs> no, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Because here's the thing, Lance Stroll. When he's on it, he's on it. But Lance Stroll, when he's off, he's really off. And I guess you can say the same thing about Seb. But like last year, he, he 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 did pretty decent last year, right? I didn't pay attention too much to him last year. Wait, and he got about... the podium, and then like he lost seven. Mm. Mm. He didn't do too bad last year, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I he beat Stroll. Be, like, yeah, the Aston Martin cars. Were I'm gonna say seven. So I'm gonna say seven. I'm gonna say seven. Move on. Seven. Move on. Seven okay. Move on. Um, I'm gonna it's say. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna say Stroll. Just because I know you just are. Cause, cause, is this because of your agenda? No, it's not because of my agenda. I think. Vettel has reached the end of his. I think he's Fair. been on a down. I think his his yes. skills have been like trending downwards since since 2018. And 
I think I think Stroll is a solid driver. He's just not consistent enough. I think Stroll has speed. Yes. He has race, but he's just not consistent. And sometimes I think he he's gets not that guy. he gets frustrated with him with himself inside the car, and then does stupid things like the movie Son Hungry. Like he gets frustrated because he's like, I know I'm better than this. Because like, okay, last last everybody knows he's there because his daddy bought him a team, but he's not he's, he's not undeserving of his. Like, okay, I'm sure we can list other better people, but then F1 is like literally money and nepotism. So like, whatever. I'm just going to say Stroll. Alpine, I hate Alonso from now until forever. And so I'm going to give it to Ocon. It doesn't make sense, but I don't care. I'm giving it to Ocon. But I also hope that Alpine is a terrible car so Alonso can quickly get out. So I never have to see his face in F1 again. Who are you giving it to? Okay. <laughs> um, well, I obviously, obviously, I despise Alonzo. That's that's known. He's racist, so I don't need. I don't think I need another explanation for why I hate him. Um, let's see. Um, uh, McLaren. Uh, McLaren. Yes, McLaren. So with McLaren, we have obviously Lando and Danny Rick. Um, to be honest with you, I don't like. I used to really like Danny Rick until he said his little like news isn't that serious business or whatever he said so i'm anti danny and i've never liked lando i i think his sarcasm is just him hiding his power level he actually is a little bit of an a-hole um however i feel like my dislike of danny at the moment is greater so i'm gonna call lando i do i mean lando clearly proved last year that he could do it and i don't trust that danny will get acclimated quickly enough because even after he had his race win which low-key was gifted to him because lando still had more pace that race yeah but mclaren wanted that one too exactly okay i think lando's gonna get it obviously if you know me on twitter you know my thoughts on daniel ricardo i will still give them to you um general carter is <laughs> you don't like i said earlier you can't trust a man who is smiling that why are you smiling with all that is going wrong in the world why why you why do you have a smile on your face explain your explain yourself why she's saying these things about me guys fyi yes also yes also you why do you <laughs> always smile? like honestly i like to can i smile i like honestly to smile. Smiling, um it's, it's okay. good to be happy <laughs> ricardo gives me like liberal white dad who's liberal but won't let their daughter date a black man vibes like low-key hmm? high-key let me not say low-key it's not low-key it's high-key and obviously he said the n-word so that's pretty much unforgivable um what else has he done to annoy me he well he has no talent anymore clearly running the streets as a pedestrian and then trying to trash it i don't understand i don't understand how he went from beating Vettel first time to like and, and technically, like, he's beaten Max. The only time Max has ever beaten uh, uh, Danny was when all of all of a sudden his car just started having reliability issues. But all of a sudden, you, made it, you make it sound like it's a conspiracy theory. You're like, all of a sudden. Hmm. No, but when he, when he announced he's gone, he, said he went from one... <laughs> he went from one retirement to, like, four or five, like... That's when Max beat him. So let's be honest. So how do you go from being that good to that? Maybe all those other drivers good. were just shit. And like Lando Norris is the true GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, jokes. Jokes. Obviously, I don't like Lando either because how is your whole personality milk? How is your whole personality milk? Like your identity, yeah, everything milk, literally revolves around milk. 
like not the milk merchant. Like, even, like I don't even own a milk pappy. <laughs> Shout out to milk pappy. Anyways, um, yeah, no. So I'm I'm gonna call it to Lando, not because of anything, but I'm not thinking. I'm not seeing race wins in his future. Like, if you don't know when to pit for inters, then really, are you a serious driver? Even Jensen Button, who is an accidental champion, knew when to pit. Like, knew when the track was wet. And, like, don't even get me. I think, oh, my God. We need to do an episode, like, in one of those, like, you know how they do, like, they have, like, like so now, you know, this this race week is, like, back to back. But then it's, like, two weeks yeah. for Australia. We should do, like, the episode that week should just revolve around the drivers that I've retired that I have beef with just so I can, because obviously I will not get to cook them in the day-to-day, in the week-to-week because they're not calling, currently actively racing. So I can just have like a little 20-minute something for Jensen. Oh, No, we, we can do that. Grosjean, I have time. I have time. I have time. Um, Moving on. Ferrari. Now, now we get to Red Bull. No, Ferrari. Oh, Ferrari, yes. Why did I forget? I forgot Ferrari. Obviously, I, I, I vote for Charles. He's too hot to be losing to yeah, an ugly man I like, like Sainz. I, I actually do like him. And obviously, oh, he's gosh. a very good driver. I do actually like Also, Charles. if you... I'm just waiting for Demon Charles, okay? I just need... Tw- like, uh, you know uh, it's uh, there. You, it? Silverstone? You know it's there. You know it's there. Oh, I can't wait. Anyways, um, I'm definitely Charles because, firstly, he's a hottie. Yeah, Nicolette, he's a hottie. Um, secondly, he's a very good driver. Thirdly, yeah, no, you can't be losing to an ugly like science. Also, if you don't want to hear me call people ugly, this is not the podcast for you. Yeah, Just, sorry guys. Yeah. Like Roy is nice. If you want her like, to say, I, yeah, I, I you can start a petition for ugly. Roy to get a different host, <laughs> like. <laughs> I think that I won't be calling anyone ugly. That's for sure. But also, if just pretend, uh, uh, Raina said, in my opinion, before every time she calls somebody ugly, that way you don't have to get really like perturbed about it. It's not a matter of but it's, really not, that it's bad. not a matter of opinion though. Like it's fat. <laughs> like some people are just ugly. Okay. Somebody. Anyways, but I think I think. Sh- what is somebody show me this person show me this somebody <laughs> obviously if you're setting somebody you look good to a someone because you're she's your sister you people look alike but let's not talk about incest on our very first podcast episode i don't think that's i wonder which driver this could be i don't think that's appropriate voldemort so would not easy. appreciate us discussing so him on our podcast Oh, um but yeah easy so shot easy, easy shot um, i think i think okay, science cool, cool. but i think science is definitely is a great driver and also i think if on the days if it comes down to a championship battle i think science is a driver who can really get them the constructors like if like let's say for example they're fighting mercedes obviously in previous years when lewis has been like fighting constructors championship battles with other teams like i'm not saying valtteri was there when he needed valtteri because he wasn't but Sometimes he was there. Like, he was consistent enough. And, like, the second driver of yeah. the other team was always shit. Like, Raikkonen and Perez always just disappeared. Like, yeah, they just... Per- listen, 
We're gonna get to Perez real quick. Yes. But for anybody out there who thinks Perez did something this season, he did not. He did nothing. They had the fastest car and he was gone the whole season. No, it's his Perez qualifying though. pace for me. Like Yes, Perez is a good racer. He, he can race well. Perez actually can race. Don't but want like, to say anything, man has no speed. He doesn't have speed. He just hey, he just is a good, he has good racecraft. Which funny enough, if Perez and Max actually became one driver. Then that's then they maybe could beat. Oh, if Perez and Max were one driver, they would Perez and Max as one driver is literally is losing. Perez and Max as one driver is actually Vettel in his prime. Low key, that 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 is probably Mm it. Okay, now moving on to the loathsome, loathsome Red Bull. Okay, um, who do I want to win? You know who I want to win? No, I want the debtors to win because I want the team to go into administration and for them to just not exist. <laughs> That's who I want to win this championship, this battle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I want Oracle to like get found out to be some like fraudulent people and like, sorry, we don't have the money for oh you. Oh my God. And I want everything to explode around them. Yeah, that's my answer. What's your answer? They have too much money, sadly. I no, mean, it can, I wish that. If I, I pray hard I, enough, <laughs> y'all love will do it for me, okay? That's what my mom taught me when I was growing up as a child. If you pray hard enough, you'll get it. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Max. Okay. Moving on. Like I said, I'm giving it to the debtors. Okay. Um, uh, I'm here for it. Mercedes AMG Petronas, Formula One team. Um, who do you who do you think, Roy? Lewis, Lewis, baby. Look, we're having a perfect season. For twenty-three me, for twenty-three. For me, I don't think it's Lewis. <laughs> I think it's Sir Lewis Carl Davidson Hamilton, son of Anthony, brother of Nicholas. That's who I think seven-time world champion, a hundred and three-time pole sitter, a hundred and three-time race winner breaker of records <laughs> champion unbroken champion of the week fighter for the unhead oh, voice for the voice legs <laughs> slay king soft <laughs> my dreams are made of Slayer of Demons, a.k.a. Red Bull, Christian Warner. Creator. All of them. Please don't mention that name on my podcast. (laughs) Creator (laughs) of Thirst Traps. I think this year, oh, Lord, (laughs) I'm praying to you, let Mike Elliott have done his job. Lord, let Mike Elliott deliver and give my man the goods to be able so I don't want him to even be honestly, he's not he's even smiling too much. I want him to just be there. He just show up on Friday morning, leave on Sunday evening, and by the time the person P2 is crossing the finish line, he's already showered. He's at the hotel. He's already showered <laughs> and he has, he has moved on to the interview. Like, I want him to be like, in fact, I'm not paying interview. What's the fine? I'll pay you the fine instead of doing the this man is too nice. And I said this on my Twitter, soft plug at Formula Sexy. I am only here. I will do it so Lewis does not have to. Like I will do it so yes. Lewis doesn't have to. Like, um, obviously, Lewis, as a black man, cannot show his emotions the way certain people can, lest he be castigated. Like he, lest he be castigated and harassed and abused, even in silence, they found a way to make him a villain. 
So I will continue to be rude. I will continue to fight because like Lewis can tell me to move on. I will still not move on. Like I said the other day, like I said the other day on Spaces, like I don't forgive, I don't forget. That's for God, that's not for me. Like I'm gonna be here. I will not forget and anyone I will not forgive thinks, him. Anyone who thinks Team LH should be like Lewis and be nice and conciliatory, like you, you guys need to understand. We love Lewis, but we don't do everything he says. Lewis doesn't fight. I eat so meat. For him. Like I eat a lot of meat. <laughs> like if Lewis saw the amount of meat I ate, he would not like me. I eat that much meat. So Lewis is not a, he's not gospel. He's not my Bible. Yeah. But I love him. We love him because of who he is. We don't do what he tells us. We're not, we, we are not robots. Okay. I promise. But I love him and I will yeah. fight for him. Like- so and 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 on top of wanting Lewis to win this year, I I want I want George to be in a tough battle for second place. I want I want George to get second in the drivers, but I want it to be a tough battle, and I want Lewis to just annihilate George, so no one can ever come to me with this. I want this no, 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 these no. other people. This I want them to be like uh-huh. maybe George isn't as good as we thought he was. I want them to every person. <laughs> or I want them to be like I want. Every you see, you see, no. Like, oh, let me tell you, yeah, no. When what happens when people fight Lewis and he beats them? They're like, oh, maybe this person wasn't as good. Instead of recognizing this person is as good as you thought he was, Lewis Hamilton is just great. He's just great. He's rewriting the history books. He's re- he's doing. What else can this man, what can he not do? Well, obviously, date a black woman, but like, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> Let me not come for my man like that. There's no need. Like, no, Lewis is amazing. Lewis is Lewis. He is the greatest who's ever done it. And to ever will do it, will ever do it. Like, period. Exactly. Um, like, he is the best. Quick fire constructors predictions where do you think the team will be if i'm being genuine i think it'll be mercedes it will be uh ferrari red bull i honestly i don't know between ferrari and red bull i i don't know between those two um so let's just do two and three um after them i'm gonna give it to i can't see mclaren dropping that far down i feel like they're gonna figure it out it's a long season so i'm gonna give mclaren fourth Alpha back to sit fifth. Um, Aston, I'm going to be a little controversial here. <clears throat> I'm going to give it to Williams. Uh, Alpha, Romeo, Haas, and then Alpine. Okay, I feel like we have the same one, um, but mine is Red Bull. I think, okay, no, mine is, sorry, God forbid. Mine is Yeah, upward. please, correct um, yourself. Okay. Lord of Jesus. <laughs> that is not what I sound like, by the way. And it is racist. For I'm not you to saying what you sound That like. is what I sound no, like. No, I have my Nigerian friends here. Okay, don't. They don't, don't sound that. like that either. You just think they do. Mercedes and Ferrari. I'm not sure who's mm-hmm. going to be top. To be honest, if I'm being honest, like as a team, like which one will have the better car? Like I'm not doubting. Okay. Like what Lewis can do, but I'm just saying I feel like the cars. I feel like by the time Mercedes get their work done and everything, I feel like we'll be on par with Ferrari. Okay. When Mercedes gets their issues sorted, then I think there's a and then I think Red Bull and if McLaren can sort their issues out, then Red they're gonna be like around where Red Bull is. I feel, but if they can't, yeah, then who knows? Then 
Will yeah, we? That's about the same so far. Then um, what else? Then Alpha Towery and Aston Martin. I feel like I'm gonna have like similar pace. Yeah, no, we're pretty spot on so far. Then Williams, Alpha Romeo, Alpine Haas. Okay, so I think we just switched around the last three. And it's not that I just the thing is I can't actually that last three I just don't know like I actually don't like I've just given something but I feel like yeah. it could end up either way or like they could shop us and like be because I just felt like Alfa Romeo and Haas on track looked better than Alpine yeah but Alpine can't be like they can't have like they literally had the same car for four years because they were working for you know, four years but like the same concept car for like three years because they were like, this is the year, this is the, so like, can it be that bad? Like, it's just- so For me, it's just their engine. I, I, I don't, if they focus so much, if they, if they uh, 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 forgot about reliability and just went for power and we're not seeing the power now, like what does that speak about your reliability? So like, I, I don't know where to put them. Haas, they they for went yet last year to build a car this year, but we, again, they're an outfit, they're an outfit that just is basically like a kit of parts. They just kind of like wholesale things and then just try and put a car together. So like, who knows if that philosophy has changed or that the money they saved last year was able to help them this year. We don't know, right? I'm, I'm kind of putting it on K-Mag and, and Mick to maybe like give them some results. Um, then we get to Williams again with Williams. We genuinely have no idea, right? They did pretty good last year, but that could be largely due to um, um, George kind of really fully getting into his own and understanding the car. Yes, it got better. Um, but again, they've had some testing trouble, so we don't know what they're doing. So it's really hard. And then Alfa Romeo, they've just been like poo-poo, like strangely like we thought i thought they'd be i thought they'd be a better team this year and they're still just crap in the bed so i think they've been again, i think like, they've been i think they've had reliability issues but when they haven't when they've been on track the car has looked good like for me with those last three teams i'm judging their cars just as much as i'm i'm judging their drivers because okay. i feel like their cars are way well, too but then if to you're doing so, that, I feel like then Alpine's gonna have to pull it out of the bag because they have the better driver lineup. But I will say, like with Alpine, like with Offer Mail, I do think like of the three teams, four teams, three teams at the bottom that we think, I think because of Valtteri, they'll probably be able to have the most development because Valtteri is known for like giving feedback on like where they're like he he really has that down and like k and, and which is why it's a good thing that has got k-man because like imagine make a mazapin trying to like <laughs> but no yeah so um i'm i'm i'm, I'm excited for okay I'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm not excited for this season i'm excited to see lewis like yes my that's it my f that's the only thing i'm excited for my f1 love is very much reduced like significantly since Lewis has been back, it's come back a little bit. Like I feel like I need to like they have a long way to go to earn to earn me back. Like for me, it's not even that. It's just like I find myself disliking more and more people in F1. Like before I was on F1 Twitter and before I was like paying attention to the lives of these people behind the scenes, I had like a I had like a I like I was like, I love Lewis, but I liked Gasly, I liked like Russell a little 
<laughs> I, yeah. I liked Perez. I liked like before 2020, basically. So like 2019 and before, I liked. Mm-hmm. There was a time I even liked Daniel Ricardo. Obviously, that was that was when he beat that was when he beat Vettel though. So for me, it was like ages ago. <laughs> Yeah, Better, that's like, okay, okay, like, dude, like, let's do this. For me, I think uh, Abu Dhabi, I was prepared for Lewis to lose. Like, after after qualifying, I thought Lewis had lost it. I mean, I still believe in him, but I was fully prepared for him to lose it. And had he lost it, I feel like I would still feel the same way about F1. And just what they did, the way they handled it. I was prepared, but I knew he was going to win. No, the the moment he took the lead, I never felt comfortable. The the entire time, I was like, something could happen until he crosses that checkered line. And I've never felt that way about any other race this whole season. For me, that's what, okay. So me, like, I knew he was going to do everything he had to do. So I knew, like, barring divine intervention, which I guess that's what Massey was. Like he was gonna because I knew that start he had it because 2014 I remember so vividly they had that like Lewis was way ahead yeah, they had that so double points nonsense so, so Rosberg could still win it and it, I just remember like being so nervous I was like on edge I was like oh fuck I was like so nervous and then just best start I've ever seen Lewis have until this Abu Dhabi again like he was just off I I I they it was so good like hmm. but yeah um did you have anything else you wanted to kind of uh add on or or say before we say sayonara to all of our beautiful listeners did you say sayonara you're weird i did you're weird anyways I'm, I'm um, weird all person. i want to say is um <laughs> to everybody who made it to this point because <laughs> maybe five of you it's very long maybe five of you <laughs> <laughs> shout out felix i know he made it because he's a loyal friend um hey shout out um i think Shout out Tej as well. She definitely made it. Like, even if we sound awful, she's going to stay. Because, like, that's what we do for our brethren. That's what we do for our brethren. We will get better, I promise. Yes, that's what I actually wanted to say. My final thing was um, we'll get better as we go along. Like, obviously, this is our first time doing this. Like, I think I've guessed it. Growing pains. I've guessed it on a podcast, and I was nervous as hell. And the moment we started this, I wasn't nervous. So maybe that's a sign that this is where I was meant to be all along. Tune in next week. There's going to be so much, especially after our race, we're going to have way more to say and a lot more like clarity on where things are. And I'm sure like all these, like, and we didn't even talk about F1 journalists today. So that's going to be a conversation one day because I have so many thoughts and opinions, but thank you so much guys for joining. And as always, this is Black AF1 pod. Bye darlings.